Welcome to the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. My name is Andrew James Brown and I'm the minister of the Unitarian Church in Cambridge, UK. Knowing that full scope always eludes our grasp, that there is no finality of vision, that we have perceived nothing completely and that, therefore, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk, I hope that, on occasions, you'll find here a helpful liberal, religious and philosophical reflection that encourages you to journey through life, making footprints rather than blueprints. Welcome. In Western traditions of Christianity, the season of Epiphany, which has just begun, centres upon a short legendary tale told only by Matthew concerning a group of Zoroastrian astrologer priests out of the east who, guided by a star, take a long journey west to visit and make obeisance, that is to say, to pay deferential respect to the baby Jesus in Bethlehem. Matthew tells us that whilst passing through Jerusalem, they inform King Herod that they are looking for the newborn king of the Judeans, and Herod, in reply, asks them to return to him once they have found the child, so he too may go and make his own obeisance. Leaving Jerusalem, they eventually find their way to Bethlehem, and having paid their respects and given gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh to the child, they depart for their own country by another path, having been warned in a dream not to return to King Herod. Now, as many of you will know, the mainstream Western Christian tradition has long interpreted this story as being the symbolic moment when Jesus, who it believes is very God of very God, first appeared or was made manifest to the Gentiles, i.e. to someone who was not themselves Jewish. The word epiphany is simply the Cohen Greek word meaning manifestation or appearance. And at this point, please, please, please remember that Jesus and his family were Jewish through and through. And Jesus was never a Christian, but only ever a faithful, if always a radical and reforming, Jew. Now, there are many things one can say about this story. But one thing that has long struck me as worth pointing out concerns something really important that is missing from the story. Glaringly so when you think about it. It is the absence of any further information about what the Zoroastrian astrologer priests, the so-called Magi, make of and do with their epiphany. In the story, they simply up and leave, and no more is ever heard about them. In fact, we cannot be sure they experienced any epiphany at all, let alone the one the Christian tradition thinks they experienced. I suppose that most Christians through the centuries have simply assumed the epiphany made them cease to be Zoroastrian astrologer priests and to become Christians. But really, there is no reason to assume this was the case. And, as a modern way of putting things has it, other possible epiphanies are available. Although I realise this is a myth and that this is not history, Taking the story at face value, it's entirely conceivable to me that one epiphany they may have experienced was related to the fact that their journey ended in a certain kind of disappointment. I can easily imagine that on arriving in Bethlehem, they did not find either the king of the Judeans or the Christ child of Christian legend. 
Perhaps all they found was simply a lovely newborn child, of the kind that can be found everywhere and always, across the generations and geography. And that it was this that became for them an epiphany of the everyday miracle of life itself. Such an epiphany would not require them to convert from one religion to another, but it may well have brought about a radical change of perspective on their own faith tradition. Indeed, it is possible to imagine one scenario in which this epiphany deepened their own Zoroastrian faith and made them more faithful and more rounded astrologer-priests than before. It's also possible to imagine another scenario in which this was an epiphany which ended the certainties of their old faith entirely and helped them to enter onto a path of free religion and inquiry related to the kind of religion a church such as this tries to encourage in its own time and context. I'm absolutely sure that only a little more thinking could suggest to us other kinds of epiphany that the Magi could have experienced. However, today I don't need to run through all the possibilities because the basic point I wish to make today, and make really quite strongly, is that the Magi's epiphany, if epiphany there was, is one about which we know absolutely nothing. Nothing. Nada. Zilch. This itself should be, I think, a kind of epiphany to us. With this thought in mind, I'll begin to draw to a close by borrowing an insight from the American philosopher Bruce Wilshire. The answer to what epiphany was had by the Magi, if any, is not something we can spin out of our heads as if we were gods. All we can ever do is listen, resonate to affinities, send out questions. Listen for answers. Send out more questions. We can only continuously echolocate and relocate ourselves. And what this means for me is that the epiphany I experienced when I read this story this year is that, at heart, perhaps what all of us should be always already doing on our own journeys of faith, following whatever star is before and above us, and going to whatever locations and people we find and meet along the way, is simply to be listening, to be responding to the affinities where we can find them, sending out questions, listening for answers, and then sending out more questions, as we continue to make our own way home by ever new paths, continuously echolocating and relocating ourselves within this extraordinarily rich, hyper-plural, and ever-moving world. When we have truly learnt to do this, really to do this, we are, I think, close to practising something that can be called free religion, and are able to see that, although there is no such thing as the epiphany to be experienced, epiphanies that help us lead better, more fruitful and creative lives can, potentially at least, be experienced everywhere and at all times by people from every faith and philosophy. And that brings us to the end of this edition of the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. So, farewell for now, and remember, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk. 
see you on the path.